Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, 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 yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Morning Show, baby! Happy Thursday! What's the word, Kansas City? Good day to be a Kansas Cityan? Oh yeah. Always a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Conditions ideal. Ideal to do a show. So I told you a couple days ago, got invited to Sporting KC, talking some soccer. And on the itinerary, we talked about a bunch of stuff. The World Cup bid in 2026. The women's national team, they'll be playing at Children's Mercy Park October 21st, taking on the Republic of Korea. And at the press conference, we had Hugh Williams. He is the manager for KCNWSL, our women's team. We had Sporting Kansas City manager, Peter Vermees. And we were joined by the manager of the women's national team, Vlad Andonovsky, a Kansas City resident, by the way, led our former women's team, FC Kansas City, to many a title. It was really an excellent conversation. In fact, I think it was a really important conversation. Have you been following along with what's going on in the National Women's Soccer League? In my opinion, I think this is one of the biggest stories in the country, and I'll be honest, I don't think it's getting the due coverage that it deserves. Just in case you're a little bit behind on what's going on, here's a recap for you. For players in the tight-knit National Women's Soccer League that include some of the sport's biggest names. The accusations of abuse against coach Paul Riley were devastating, but not surprising. It hurts my heart knowing that this has happened to so many players in this league, and it's unforgivable. A bombshell report from The Athletic, based on interviews with more than a dozen players, describes a coach who could be verbally abusive, several cases committed acts of sexual coercion. Paul Riley has denied all accusations. Last week, the North Carolina Courage fired him. Veteran players like midfielder McCall Zerboni demanding much more transparency and accountability. If you talk to players within the NWSL, and I asked you, do you feel safe at this moment, what would you say? No, absolutely not. How do we know that if we turn up to work every day that this is not going to happen to us or it's not going to happen again? Because it did happen again and again and again, and no one in position of power or ability stopped it. And manager Vladko Andonovsky, he addresses this head on. In fact, it's the first thing he talks about. And again, really appreciated what he had to say. So on the show today, we've got Vladko Andonovsky. We've got Peter Vermees. Let's do that soccer, Kansas City. My name's Hartzell. We'll see you in the morning. Let's do that soccer. Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. Thank you, everyone, first for being here today. Thank you, Sporting Kansas City, for organizing this event. In light with uh, everything that happened in women's soccer recently, I want to take this opportunity to share my emotions and share my feelings. All I want to say that... Uh, I'm saddened and disgusted by what happened by the news that came out recently in the Athletic article. I have utmost respect for, for the players and I have respect for their bravery to speak out and I applaud them for that. Now, we all have to take part in making sure that all these players have an opportunity to play in environments, in safe environments, and play the, the game that they love. I know it's a it's hard time. It will take a little bit of time for healing, and we as a national team and the federation will respect that as well. So with that being said, 
once again, I thank you, and I would be more than happy to take any question in that regards and in uh, regards to the game that we're playing here in a couple of weeks. Thank, thank you very you. much, Vlatko. At this time, we'll open it up to questions from the media. If you can, identify yourself and your media outlet. First one will go to Vahi Gregorian with the Kansas City Star. Vlatko, good to see you, and, and thanks for uh, addressing that right away. And I, I, wonder, I wonder what you would say about what you learned from that report and, and, and you already started to address this, but what is it you feel you can do from your position to try to try to respond and, and uh, take advantage of your platform? Yes, thank you for the question. And like I said in the opening, I, I mean, I, I was just disgusted by the details that I, that I saw in the, the, in the report. It was uh, horrible to read through and read some of the details. We all, first and foremost, uh, have to focus on, on creating safe environments or on creating, creating trust between us and the players. Because when that trust is, is broken, bad things happen. And we, we learned that. And uh, we got to make sure that we create safe environments, regardless of the gender, regardless of what level of competition we're talking about. We need to make sure that uh, when the players come in, uh, come in to play the, the game that they love, the, the game that they're passionate about and, and enjoy, that they know that they don't have to look over their shoulder or be afraid of anything. Next question will go to Greg Eklund with local NPR affiliate KCUR. Hi, Vlatko. Uh, Greg Eklund, KCUR. Not only as the coach of the women's team, but as a father, how concerned are you about oversight on these conditions at every level? not just women's national team, NWSL, but even on levels leading up to that, since you have a daughter who plays in college. Yes. First, personally, when I approach coaching or the relationship with the players, I see them as I see my daughter. And for the players that have played, to, played for me, they know that my philosophy of the field is creating family-type environment. And first and foremost, or first principle in that creating family-type environment is the trust. And that's why I said, okay, we have to build trust. We have to be able to create a relationship where these players are going to trust us. And nobody should take advantage of that. It is a very concerning to, to see all of it and to see, to see that there is an oversight and I'm just glad that there is an investigation going on different levels from a league perspective, even in the, internally in the club perspective and on the national team or in the federation with Sally Yates coming in. I, you know, Miss, uh, Miss Yates, we know that she, she's going to do an incredible job and nothing is going to get overlooked. So I know that it's a little bit too late, but at least we can stop it now and not allow anything like this to happen ever in any sport or any environment. Next question goes to Ali Trost with Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've talked with a lot of players who have played for you that I've just come across and, you know, so many of them have just cited just the great relationship that they have with you. And I, I'm sure that's not, those aren't unique cases. Did you ever get any sense that things like this were happening in the league? I, maybe not to the severity in which we learned in those reports from The Athletic, but was there ever any whispers or anything that you had heard prior to the reports that came out about these types of abuse and whatnot? Absolutely not. That's why I was saying it, it was horrible to read this and to know that these things were happening around me and the players that I coached or two players that uh, that I coached. It was tough to read, but uh, in same time, the, the whole time as I was reading, I was thinking about the players because I'm sure it was a lot tougher for them. So I just want to support them with their fight. And all I can say is just encourage them to, to lead the way as they started. Uh, and uh, we're going to follow. Vladka Blair Kirk 
Kirkhoff with the Kansas City Star. It's good to see you again. Um, you, you certainly bring a unique perspective here as someone who knows the league, and now you, you knew it from through a team, but now you know it as your with your position here. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you believe you know the events of the last few weeks can have an impact on the growth and the momentum of the NWSL. When something like this happens, it's not just going to go away like that. It will absolutely have an impact, and I'm actually worried about the league that, that I love. I mean, I owe so much to this league. I, I came out of this league, but uh, I'm worried that events like this happen. We're talking about the last one, but there was a one before that, and there was one before that, and there is one before that. And it is unfortunate to open up the open up the news, and instead of reading about good goals, nice plays, and uh, young players, the development, we're reading about scandals. Uh, it is unfortunate, but I think that at least for the immediate, the people that are in charge are not there anymore. They were in charge because, it, to me, it looked like what they were focused on was not what we feel like it's a priority and that's the safety of the players. For them, the, the priority was bringing sponsors and bring, bringing finances to the league, which they felt they failed in the most important thing. Flacco, you're a Kansas City resident. You won NWSL championships here, indoor championships here. Talk about what it's going to mean to be able to coach a game here at Children's Mercy Park on October 21st in your new hometown. Obviously, it is a tremendous opportunity for me. I never thought that I will be sitting in, in these seats uh, coaching the U.S. Women National Team. Did I dream about it? Yes, but uh, I didn't know if that dream can ever be true. So just just the fact that I'm going to be in my home, I call Kansas City home, in front of people that I, that I know, people that I love, people that I know are going support me and the team and being able to do the job that I love is a, a tremendous opportunity and very thankful for it. And Vladko, just along those lines, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since the Olympic outcome and wanted to get your thoughts on that. And also, are we in something of a, I don't know, a, a, a next chapter of U.S. women's soccer? Yeah, so so first about the Olympics is, I want to say that uh, we, we walked out of there with mixed feelings. It's for obvious reason. We went there to get gold. We didn't get gold. So we're disappointed. Anytime we don't get first place, we're going to be disappointed. That's not just my feelings. That's the feeling of the whole group. Group, the team, the staff, everybody. But walking out of there with a medal, we're happy about it. So that's why there's some mixed feelings. Now, walking into the next chapter of this era is the team is going to have changes. And that's a natural process. Some players are going to retire on their own. Some players, we as coaching staff, we may have to make a decision. But yes, every game that we have, every camp that we have, we're going to see sort of those situations of that. I mean, you, you've seen the last game that played in Cincinnati. I think that we had seven players that were 25 or younger that were on the field same time, which was very exciting and very promising. Hi, Vladko. Danny Welny on KCTV 5 News. The World Cup bid has obviously been a big topic of conversation here in Kansas City. Why do you believe that this is a great place for soccer and even international soccer? I've said this for years. Kansas City is a soccer city. We're sitting in one of the one of the nicest stadiums first, uh, obviously with uh, Sporting Kansas City and what they've done for uh, for this game in this city is uh, uh, tremendous that we have KC and WSL now and uh, the Comets and, and everything everything else uh, that's happened in terms of the game show that it's world class. Now, on top of that, the city supports the game too. So that's why I think it's it's a great combination for us uh, to to have an event like that in the city. Hey, Vlatko, um, just speaking of KCNWSL, the fact that they'll be playing their home games here at Children's Mercy Park next season, the new training facility coming up in Riverside, just what was your reaction to seeing all that, having been in the NWSL from the beginning? There, there was just a, a sign, or there was just a, a sign of where the league was going or where this game is going. That's what the standards are now, or that's what the standards needs to be in this league. Uh, yes, I'm excited, but I, 
I shouldn't be because that's that should be everywhere else with with every team in the league. We should not get excited because we're gonna play at a proper stadium. Okay, that that, that just has to come with the job, with the team, uh, with the environment, or because the team is gonna have two fields to train on. That that should be a minimum standard. Yes, but it, it excites me that because the standards are getting pushed uh, forward. Avalako, Sean Goldman, Kansas City Star. Just going off what Blair was saying before about next chapter. You know, we're so used to U.S. Women's National team dominating down the years. Do you feel like the rest of the Wales is maybe catching up a little bit and heading into that next chapter? <laughs> what can U.S. soccer do to maybe stay ahead of the curve? Yeah, so the, the catching up narrative has been on for a while, but women's soccer around the world has grown so much and there's just marginal differences. And so far in different situations or in different tournaments, U.S. soccer has found a way to get those marginal differences to get, get ahead. But if you look at even the last World Cup, it wasn't like our team won the games by 3-0, 4-0. You know, in the knockout stage, everything was close games, 2-1. So, so yes, the teams around the world are investing a lot in women's soccer. And it's not that they're catching up. They're right there. But there are those marginal differences. Now, on our side, going into the Olympics, we didn't, we were not able to find those. So we, or personally, maybe, I wasn't able to, to find those or do a good enough job. Now, we have a year and a half to prepare to, to get those little things that will push us over the finish line and get us back on top. First and foremost, the Sports Commission says that Kansas City is capable of hosting the World Cup in 2026. Kathy Nelson, the president and CEO of the Sports Commission, says that Kansas City has hosted major events in the past. And while many cities are making the play for the World Cup, Kansas City would like to think it has a leg up. On display now is this 90 by 90 foot message. The banner at 16th and Main makes it clear. Kansas City wants the World Cup in 2026. There were 22 cities across the United States, Canada and Mexico all seeking a spot to host matches. Oh, I feel really strong. Some days too strong when I feel bad for the other cities and I look what we have to offer when from, from our venues to our practice facilities. Our goal is to host matches at Arrowhead. The facilities, that's a that speaks for itself. We, we have it all here. So I think that's a really big positive for us. And the other thing is, is that a lot of the people that are coming have already been here for other events. So that helps as well. Always how the, the public you know, supports the games is an important aspect. The rest, I think, is already there. I mean, come to this stadium, we have Arrowhead, we have our two training facilities. I mean, we have the facilities. And then I also think the other thing too is, is that maybe it doesn't get discussed a lot, but it's very easy to get around in this city for the teams as well. Whereas, look, I've been in Olympics World Cup myself as a player, and I know what it's like to go to some of those places and how much the traffic can be a real burden on the team and, and just getting around. And so here it's really manageable. And I, I think sometimes you know, people don't mention that, but I think that's a big part of it as well. And we've been living this now for years, right? The the, the bidding process. You said the facilities are great over here, but if, if Kansas City didn't get games, what would be the level of disappointment, you think? I mean, it would be high. I think the other thing, too, is you, you then 
you then hope that you become sort of a pre-World Cup training environment. Because again, we have so much here that frankly, a lot of other places don't have. They don't have the facilities that we do. You know, I mean, that's second best, but obviously we want to be at one of the uh, venues for sure. Peter, I want to get your thoughts on having KCNWSL come and play here and you guys share a facility moving forward. Yeah, I, I think it's worked out great. I think one of the biggest issues that we had a year ago was probably the lateness of it, but more importantly, our second team played here as well, and it was going to be such a burden on the environment of the field, really what it comes down to. But I think now that they're going to be not playing here and now they can take over those games, I think it works out great. And I know if I'm in their shoes and I'm a player, I want to play you know, on a great field and a great environment and all that stuff, and this is this will present it for them. Peter, I'm sorry if you already answered this, but I do wonder what your thoughts have been about what's been happening in the women's game over the last week and, and what what feeling that leaves you with. The first thing I'll say, I think it's really difficult for me to, to discuss what's going on here because I'm not involved. But I can tell you, being a person, then a person in the game, not in the women's game, but in the men's game, I think at the end of the day, it's sad when situations like this occur from the perspective of is that it changes people, right? And not the best of ways. I think our jobs are in the game are to facilitate, you know, safe environments always. When we go onto a field as a team, I mean, the first thing that I have to always make sure that, that is happening with our team is that the guys are going out into a safe environment, that, that I'm looking after safety, just like if they were injured, right? I mean, I don't want to tell you, guy, hey, you have to go play today. I mean, I, I can't do that. This is much bigger than that. This is now taking personal lives into account so from from my perspective and I'm talking about me now not even just the club but I mean I I I feel incredibly sorry for all the players because they're all having to deal with it and then especially the ones that have suffered any of the abuse it's it's just it's sad Peter getting back to the World Cup you know you've been a, a spokesperson for the city at large and as Kansas City becomes more of a destination place how important is it that soccer is a part of that narrative this new narrative when you look at What's happened, and I know it's 2011 since we opened the stadium, the growth just, forget about, you know, just Sporting Kansas City, but the growth of the game in this area where, you know, Sporting Kansas City is, is, is a big part of that landscape, but so is the youth part of the game as well. And I think as that continues to grow as it is, I, I think we've become extremely relevant in the national market, for sure, in soccer. I have a lot of respect for a lot of other areas in the, in the country, but there's no doubt that this place has changed immensely since even I played here in 2000, 2001, 2002. It's changed immensely, and, it's, and it has a lot to do with our ownership group and sort of their commitment and pledge to really connecting this club with the community. And I, and I think all of that has resonated, and that's why a lot of clubs that are coming new into MLS come here and use this as a stopping ground to hey this is what they do look at their stadium it's a lot of stadiums that have taken a big jump from this place because they're new and they've seen everything that we've done and they've tried to replicate a lot of that stuff so i would say that we're definitely there greetings hartzell search the force and a tremor i have felt it was you your ego just busted a planet the kc morning show You're listening to the KC Morning Show.